Welcome in and welcome back to Jags Drive Time, our first show of the offseason. We're going to be here every Tuesday morning at 10 a.m. live here with you starting back up after Super Bowl Sunday. And I bring in Brian Sexton and John Osier. We are reunited and sadly we are reunited, Brian, with some uh, sad news. We were just talking on the podcast last week about the coaching search and we're awaiting that coaching announcement and Brian Schottenheimer is one of the reported names for passing game coordinator, and we just got some sad news about his father. Well, uh, we did talk about Marty, uh, who was one of the great coaches in NFL history. He never won a Super Bowl, and so people will say, well, great's the wrong term. I mean, great in terms of the person that he was, his results. He's the eighth all-time winningest coach, and I think he's the only coach to win at least 10 games with three different clubs. Of course, you have Cleveland, Kansas City, Washington, San Diego, places where he stopped. Um, fond of him, I grew up in Kansas City. He was the head coach there. And then he used to come down every year for the J Fund, Tom Coughlin's endeavors, and uh, would sit and tell stories. And of course, he was connected back to the old days as a player in the AFL with the Bills. I mean, he knew the names and just a good man, and I think he's off of a lot of uh, radar screens and has been for a while. He's been suffering with Alzheimer's, uh, but condolences to the Schottenheimer family. Truly one of those guys that if you ever had the chance to sit and have a cup of coffee or a beer with, you would have walked away having felt a bit richer for your experience with Coach Schottenheimer. Yes, definitely some sad news, and we are here for a reason, and that is the offseason has begun as we get into big things. And big thing one is the offseason. We're now day two, week one of the offseason, right after the Super Bowl. And that means the start of a new year and a change for the Jaguars. A limited virtual NFL combine coming up and a chance to look at those 11 draft picks. A change up to the schedule that we thought, though, leads us to big thing two, which is Friday. We were all looking forward to Trevor Lawrence's pro day, but Adam Schefter tweeted out late last week that the favorite number one overall pick, most likely Trevor Lawrence, will not throw at his pro day, but instead will throw this Friday in front of NFL teams. After that, he will have a left labrum shoulder repair surgery. Now that is his non-throwing shoulder, so not the biggest deal in the world, but something to keep our eye on, that's for sure. And then big thing three is a perfect example. Coming off the Super Bowl Sunday, you see Tom Brady right there. Just two years ago, the Bucks only had five wins and had a lot of work to do made big-time improvements in their defense in 2019, and that led them to seven wins. And now they're the Super Bowl champions after getting their guy at quarterback. When you figure that position out, it can change quickly, and it changed in a matter of two years for the Buccaneers. So, John, we hate to make comparisons to Tom Brady, but if the Jaguars get their guy at quarterback, this could be the Jaguars in two short years. We were talking about it on the podcast. If the Jaguars get it right, how many years would it take to get to the Super Bowl? I said two, you said three. Maybe we can meet somewhere in the middle. Well, somewhere in the middle would mean winning the Super Bowl on, on November 8th of what? Yeah, that sounds good. 2022, <laughs> so I'm not sure we're going to do that. But, um, but, you know, they can improve a great deal very quickly. I don't know that the Super Bowl in the season of 2022 is entirely realistic with as much work that has to be done and with as much maturation as 
whoever's playing quarterback, which we assume is Trevor Lawrence, would have to take. You know, I'm a little cautious by nature, especially when I haven't had my coffee in the morning. So I'm not going to go too. But getting the quarterback right, the draft picks, everything, it, I think this year, 2021, is going to be more growing pains than people hope, maybe even Coach Meyer. But I think it's going to be an accelerated pace in 2022. Playoffs, we'll see. But it can, it can turn quickly when you got the quarterback. Well, hey, look, I mean, I can give you examples, you know, going back even since Brady came into the league. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger went in when Tommy Maddox got hurt in 2004 as a rookie. And, and they won 13 consecutive games. He didn't lose again until he lost to Brady in the AFC Championship game. The difference is that he walked into a powerful football team. They had Jerome Bettis in an offensive line. Their defense was really good like it always has been. So he just had to play well. And he did. He played very, very well. I don't think that's the situation here for, uh, for Trevor Lawrence when he comes in. However, there is some talent there. And if he gets better quicker, I think you could get it done. I think, you, you know, you look at Mahomes in 2017, he came into the league, but he only played in the season finale in Denver. And he played really well. But then the next year, he steps into the starting lineup. Boom, they go all the way to the AFC Championship game. So there are plenty of examples of guys who come in, they play well, they take a team, they're playing well, and it goes. But we don't know what Coach Meyer is going to do with his roster. We don't know what he likes and what he thinks he can do without, how he's going to use the picks and the salary cap room to sort of reshape it. Um, so any assumptions that we have right now are just those assumptions. But I do think it's safe to say if this kid is what we think he is, and I know we're going to talk with a Clemson reporter coming up here in the show, if he's what we think he is, there's a chance for them to improve dramatically. Now you say, oh, well, come on, Saxton. I mean, they were at 1 and 15. Dramatic would be 5 and 11. Yeah, I mean, I think they could go to 8 and 8 if everything works out this year. That would be dramatic improvement. We'll see. Yes, seven more wins would be dramatic. And I won't lie to you, John. I saw the Adam Schefter tweet. I had the notifications on. And I saw Trevor Lawrence surgery. And I had to read it a couple of times. And there definitely was a, a bit of a freak out. But then when you found out it was his non-throwing shoulder that he's getting surgery on, you calm down a little bit. We've heard some reports and we've seen names where it's definitely affected the career of someone with a throwing shoulder. Is this something to be worried about? I don't think so. But maybe I'm just optimistic. Well, I never call surgery minor because it's only minor for people who don't have to go in to see the doctor have the surgery. But overall, in terms of his football career, this is almost a non-story, if you will. It, it's not his throwing shoulder. It's, it, it is said, and I'm not a doctor, but I play one on this show. It's said that it's very, very minor, even for the labrum. It wasn't even described as a torn left labrum. So. Again, I think Mark Long tweeted out last week, got to take those left-handed throws out of the playbook now if you're Urban Meyer. So uh, and that's pretty much all it is. This is as close to a non-issue as a surgery can be, although I'm glad I'm not the one going in for it. Yes, I'm glad as well. I'm also glad, John, that you will most likely not be playing quarterback for the Jaguars. No offense. All right, so you have eased my nerves about Trevor Lawrence, and we are going to have someone on the show coming up who knows Trevor Lawrence much more than we do, and that is Grace Raynor. She writes for The Athletic in Clemson. She's coming up right here on Jags Drive Time. Tropical 
Little Smoothie Cafe. One taste and you're feeling good now, smiling wider now, seeing brighter now. Bucket dunking now, namaste in now. Popping a wheelie now, living lighter now. You're on Tropic Time now. And on Mondays, try our Jaguars Duval Delight Smoothies for $2.99. And you're roaring louder now, end zone dancing now, sipping spirit now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Welcome to a new era of Jaguars football. The reload has begun, beginning with new head coach Urban Meyer. When you grab a seat in this beautiful stadium, you're going to see a team play really fast. I want a team that plays fearless. Don't miss out on the best seats before they're gone. Lock in your tickets now for the 2021 season by placing a deposit at Jaguars.com. Any repeated physical activity puts stress on the body. Checking your phone, getting in the car, sitting at your desk. Checking the phone, getting in your car, sitting at your desk. Checking your phone for the 50th time today. If you do anything with regularity, you should get massaged with regularity. Massage Envy. Keep your body working. Regular body work makes the body work with massage, skin care, and stretch. Come in today for more information or visit MassageEnvy.com for more details. Jags Drive Time is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. By Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Welcome to a new era of Jaguars football. The reload has begun, beginning with new head coach Urban Meyer. Don't miss out on the best seats before they're gone. Lock in your tickets now for the 2021 season by placing a deposit at jaguars.com. Part of that reload is 11 overall draft picks. And of course, the Jaguars lock into the number one overall spot. And a lot of eyes, if not all eyes, are on Trevor Lawrence, someone who knows Trevor pretty well and has covered his college career is Grace Raynor, who writes for The Athletic in Clemson, South Carolina. And Grace, thanks so much for waking up with us. Yeah, thank you all so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Of course. So we have, we've read about Trevor Lawrence. We have watched interviews, but none of us really know who he is. So this might sound like a a vague question, but what is he like? What do you know about him? Sure. Trevor is extremely likable. I mean, he's, um, I think my favorite part of covering Trevor was that he's just very consistent, always the same person after wins and losses. Granted, we did not see him lose often at Clemson, (laughs) only twice. Um, but he just has, for someone who's been in the spotlight since he was 13, 14 years old, um, he's extremely personable, very down to earth, very relaxed, super chill. Um, I I think that you'll like his vibe a lot. (laughs) Um, you know, for those of us who've watched Trevor on television only, it looks like he's played at a high level since the day he started into the lineup as a freshman. But where has he gotten better? You talk to the coaches and his teammates. Where's Trevor Lawrence gone up? Yeah, I think the biggest development that we saw with Trevor is we all knew he had the arm, of course. That was why he was the number one recruit in the nation, and that was kind of what he was known for. Um, But after his freshman season, between his freshman year and his sophomore year, Clemson made a really intentional effort to make him more of a runner, which I see on my screen right now. Um, (laughs) They wanted him to be more mobile and and kind of make him a, a weapon on the ground. And he took a major leap in that regard from freshman to sophomore year. And then we saw that again 
um, his junior year. And, and that's something that Clemson has talked a lot about is you look at Trevor, he's 6'6", 220 pounds. Dabo Sweeney has said, you know, a lot of people don't give him enough credit for how fast he is. Trevor's got some wheels. He can move. Um, and so I think that that's where he developed the most initially and then continued to, to build on that as he became an upperclassman and, and obviously is now entering the draft. Grace, again, we appreciate you doing this. Um, I know as a beat writer close to the team, uh, you know more about a player that some, than sometimes makes the national narrative. What is it? I guess give us something about Trevor that maybe doesn't get talked a lot about by Kirk Herbstreet on ESPN when they're talking about these guys. Anything that you know about him or can share that might bring the Jaguars fans some insight over what this kid's really like? I mean, I think when you talk to people who are close to Trevor and who know him super well, um, he's just he's very intentional in every aspect of his life. Of course, we see him on the football field and of course we see him, you know, absolutely carve up these defenses. But when he was speaking out the way he did this summer, when he was leading the we want to play movement the way this summer, I mean, he's still a 21 year old kid kind of figuring out what's important to him, what he believes in, how he wants to use his platform. But when you talk to the people close to him, He's um he's just always very methodical. He's he's very smart, and he's very loyal. He's just um, I, I think that Jaguars fans will see he's he's a great teammate. Um, he's very smart on and off the field. Um, but I would say that that's the biggest thing is that Trevor's one of the one of the very few people that you cover and you just never hear anything remotely uh, questionable about him or anything bad about him. He he really is just the same person every single day. Grace, you mentioned that he's the same person, and we all know the record, 38 into only two losses in his college career. And I think you can tell a lot about a player in the losing and if it's a losing streak or if it's just two games for Trevor Lawrence. What was he like in those losses? Yeah, Trevor was, I remember very vividly, his first loss, which would have been that LSU National Championship game um, after the 2019 season, very poised, um, very still very one of the things i like the most about trevor is trevor has um, what dabo sweeney says is really a photographic memory and he can tell you exactly what happened um in this case what went wrong uh what broke down and so just just the same guy explaining to us kind of what he saw uh what he made of it um he had understood that of course he had an incredible winning streak and and he of course wanted to to win all of the games but understood that winning was hard and, and and came to terms with it. And same thing after this past year. I mean, I think we all knew the writing was on the wall, but that was the last time that we would see Trevor in a Clemson uniform after the uh, after the Sugar Bowl. Um, but just very thoughtful. Uh, he, he actually thanked the media after his 2019 loss to LSU. Um, just, just super consistent, always willing to answer really any question that you have for him. Love to hear this it. may be a self-evident question, Grace, and I apologize. Star quarterbacks, especially guys who win and are as personable as he is, um, they're very well liked in the locker room, beloved. How did his teammates react to him? You could always look in a guy's eyes and see what he thinks of his teammates. What was it like in the Clemson locker room for, for Trevor, and how did his teammates react? 
Yeah, I think Trevor, the defining moment that I remember in terms of Trevor really winning over this team was when in 2018, he's a true freshman, it's week five, and he's just won the starting job, and he has just dethroned Kelly Bryant, who was obviously a senior, he was the incumbent, he was extremely well-liked. And so Trevor had kind of come in, obviously wanting to compete for a job, but not wanting to necessarily ruffle any feathers. And I remember very vividly, I think the moment that everyone knew that they were going to be in great hands was right after Trevor won the starting job, uh, former Clemson defensive tackle Christian Wilkins took him out to breakfast. Christian was a senior at the time. And then that same week, Trevor paid it forward and took the entire starting offensive line out to breakfast on his tab as a freshman. And I think that that was the moment when, um, of course, everyone was going to rally around him anyway. Of course, they knew this is a talent that you can't deny. And and Clemson had the best chance of winning when the ball was in his hands. Um, but I think from there on out, he really earned the respect of his teammates. And then from there, it just built and built and built into a friendship. Um, and as Dabo Sweeney says, you know, by his sophomore year, he was the leader of the offense. And by his junior year, he was the leader of the team. Grace, I'm wondering, Schlen sort of alluded to this earlier, that things haven't gone wrong for Trevor a whole lot. But when he's asked during the course of a game to adjust, maybe call a play at the line of scrimmage, uh, when things go wrong, how has he handled that during his three years? That's what I think makes Trevor so good. And you talk to coaches who've had to play against him, and that's, sometimes, that's, that's a lot of what they say is the hardest part, is that when things go wrong or things look like they're breaking down, Trevor can still make something happen. And so I think that we don't talk enough about his ability to process because, of course, we look at his arm, we look at his 6'6", and he's making these crazy throws and all of these things. But um, he's a really smart football player. And, and the more confidence he got in Clemson's system, the more confidence he got in the offense, uh, the more we saw that come through. And so I think that that's another thing that's maybe a little underrated about Trevor is that he's pretty good under pressure. And, and as Dabo Sweeney has pointed out many times, some of Trevor's best throws, some of his most impressive throws have, have come on when he's scrambling and, and kind of on the move trying to figure out, all right, let me see if I can make something happen here. All high praise and great things to say about the favorite number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence. Grace, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you all so much for having me. I appreciate it. All right, we'll talk to you again soon, I'm sure, leading up to the NFL draft. And when we come back on Jaguars Drive Time, we're sticking with that draft talk, a new segment beyond number one coming up right here on the Jaguars Digital Network. Forever Vets Animal Hospital has always been about helping animals with same-day appointments, walk-ins, and extended hours. Keeping your pets healthy is important to their experienced and dedicated staff. From preventive care, surgical, diagnostic, and emergency procedures, they offer quality pet care at a reasonable cost. Your pets deserve the best, and that's Forever Vets. Visit ForeverVets.com to learn more and book your first free office exam today. They can't wait to have you as a part of the Forever Vets family. You won't find a better deal to keep your ride clean than Scrubble's Flexible Service Car Wash. Start in the tunnel wash and experience state-of-the-art equipment while enjoying a soapy light show. Our quality soaps and solutions keep your vehicle streak-free. Every three-minute car wash package comes with self-serve vacuuming, lint-free towels, window cleaner, and a free air freshener. Visit us at the St. John's Town Center, Fleming Island, and Atlantic Beach. And coming soon to Kernan in Atlantic. Trust the bow tie. You'll know quality once you arrive. Go Jags! Committed to the team. 
committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high-quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve. Jag's Drive Time is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And at Deco, visit adecousa.com. We're back, Jags Drive Time on a Tuesday morning, our normal day here in the off season at the start of the off season. Of course, we're gonna start talking about the NFL draft for weeks and weeks to come. So stay with us. This is our new segment, Beyond Number One. And we made this segment because Brian, we're all gonna talk about Trevor Lawrence at nauseum and that number one overall pick we just did yeah all the news is good news as of now but we kind of forget that there are 10 other picks in the nfl draft we're going to lay them out right here with this lovely graphic and looking them all up the biggest thing that stood out to me is five drafts in the first three rounds and at times those third rounds can really be gems like for example devon hamilton last year brian so this is the money rounds, I guess you can say, is those first three rounds and having the capital of five picks is huge. Well, to be clear, having Trevor Lawrence at number one makes this entire exercise that much better. Uh, when you have the quarterback, now you can build with the rest of your team. The Jaguars have been swinging at that position so long, both with draft picks and the salary cap, that everything else you know, seemed to just kind of be pieces. Now you can really attack it. And you look at the list there. There are 25 and 33 and 45 and, and 65. And they've got a lot of capital in the first two days of the draft. And I think at 25 and 33, it's where I'm most interested right now. Of course, we're all assuming that Trevor Lawrence is the pick. And, and I hope to continue to assume that. Um, you know, but there's, there's so many positions where there are going to be players there. We've talked about offensive and defensive tackle. There most certainly will be offensive tackles in that range between 25 and 33. There may be a defensive tackle. Though, as John has, has enumerated over many shows, this is not a draft where defensive tackles are aplenty. There may be a cornerback or a safety sitting right there. You're going to be able to substantially upgrade your roster at 25 33, let's throw 45 in there as well. I mean, just look back at some of the second round picks. LaVisca Chennault Jr., you know, ping into mind there. I mean, we, and we just got a glimpse of what he can be. And, and you talked about Devon Hamilton in the third round. I mean, you're looking at future starters through the first five or six picks that the Jaguars have. And in a normal year, you'd be looking at, you know, if you get three starters, long-term starters out of this, that's a really good draft. But because of the capital that was put in place through various trades, and Dave Caldwell did a really good job at, at leaving this draft capital, Jaguars are in a plum position, 25, 33, and 45. It's going to be a really rich harvest for the Jaguars right there. Totally agree, and I go back to last year in Indianapolis, John, and I remember we started talking about this draft process, and we said, you know, I bet that they package something. I bet that they trade up and trade down because they had a lot of draft capital last year as well, and I catch myself saying that now, but they also have a ton of needs, so maybe they do need those 11 players, and we're not going to see a lot of trading up going on with all those picks. 
Well, Dave last year opted not to do that. He opted to fill out the roster with young players and didn't make a move after everybody thought he would. My guess is, from what you know about Trent Baalke, and this is uh, from talking to people at the Senior Bowl about Trent, the general manager, he likes to maneuver in the draft, not necessarily always moving up for players, meaning it might not go from 11 to 7 picks. He likes to move up and then move back to get as many picks that make sense in the right ranges for players. And I will talk about that a lot more as the draft approaches, but it, it's draft maneuvering trying to get your picks in the right spots for value. As 11 picks, I would hate to see fewer picks in that top 65 because as Brian alluded to, you can get starters there. Mm -hmm. But with those six that are below that, could you maneuver a little bit and improve your position in the top 65 to go after a player? That would make some sense. To me, the intriguing thing still is defensive tackle. I don't know they have the draft capital to go get a premier guy this year or if a premier guy is there. Cornerback, safety, receiver, all those positions are historically where you can make hay, so to speak, at 25 and 33, maybe even offensive tackle. With those four positions, they're in good shape in that 25 to 65 range. And I definitely think you could make hay. Hey. An offensive tackle as well. The, the names are there, hey. and we all know. Not, no combine this year is going is to make it more difficult because we're going to have to wait for guys to start climbing the board. You know, you guys, you'd come back from the combine, we'd start talking about names, and then we'd start to see their names shooting up in conversations um, about the draft. And we're, we're going to wait on that because we're going to wait for pro days. But from, from people that I've talked to, there are a handful of Good, not elite, but really good prospects who will be available past 25. So I think that's worth it. Here's the other point. <coughs> the Jaguars have draft capital to go swing at an offensive tackle or a defensive tackle or both. Um, what they do there will be really interesting on draft day. I mean, it's, it, there is an embarrassment of riches right now in terms of options that Urban Meyer and Trent Bulky have. And using them right is what they're planning for. I'm fascinated to see in a month, right, the 17th of March, when free agency begins, how that will start outlining their plan for building this team. You could go so many directions with 25. We were told at the Senior Bowl it's a very heavy offensive draft, so maybe you go and grab those wide receivers offensive line, but then you make the argument if there's not a lot of defensive positions available, you got to get them right there at 25. So we'll talk. Much more about that 25 spot, but this week wanted to give you the whole range of 11 draft picks when we come back on Jags Drive Time. What's trending around the NFL? All kinds of things after a Super Bowl Sunday. We'll be back on Jags Drive Time. Jaguars fans, new head coach Urban Meyer is locked in and ready to deliver a championship to Northeast Florida. These fans, especially our loyal season ticket holders, deserve a winner. Don't miss your chance to be at the bank this fall to watch history in the making. Touchdown, Jaguars! Lock in your tickets for the 2021 season by placing a deposit now at Jaguars.com. Limited lower bowl tickets remain. Call 904-633-2000 today to learn more. Nothing kicks off your game better than a handful of Georgia peanuts. 
power packed with protein, essential nutrients, and great taste. Georgia peanuts are the MVP for affordability, sustainability, and nutrition. To score life's touchdowns with recipes and fun facts, check out GAPeanuts.com. The perfectly powerful peanut is brought to you by the family farmers of the Georgia Peanut Commission. Peanuts, get your peanuts. The best thing about working at Fair and Farrah is all of the employees. We all work together. It's extremely enjoyable to come to work every day. There's a, um, a common cause or goal. No matter what your job is, we're all there for the client. We are dedicated to our clients 100%. We do everything it takes to maximize the value of their claims. Fair and Farrah is really the Farrah family. When they choose us, they choose a family to fight for them and to protect them and to make sure that they're in a good place and that they have somebody on their side. Farrah and Farrah, here for you, here for good. Jacksonville. We're back. Jag Drive Time. Tuesday, brought to you by Jet Home Loans, our first show of the offseason. You can catch us every week now at 10 o'clock live right here on Jaguars.com live and social media. And we end this show, this fabulous, fabulous show, with what's trending around the NFL. The first thing has to be the quarterback carousel that has already gotten started and just get on and enjoy the ride because this is something that we're going to be paying attention to all offseason as we get ready for free agency. This started quickly, quicker than I thought, John. This Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff trade that happened late on a Saturday evening. I had to double check to make sure it was the right Adam Schefter because I don't know about you, but I just I didn't expect it to happen so quickly. And I feel like this was so well hidden. I had no idea that this was going to happen and it happened so quickly. Well, it happened fast because the Rams feel like they're a quarterback away and that they're getting a guy for three or four years. I don't want to jump ahead, but to me, the intriguing thing right now is number three on that graphic, the potential of Wentz to the Colts, which you're starting to kind of hear. Something's going to happen with Carson Wentz in the next, what, three, four uh, days, it sounds like, or that's going to be the topic. Uh, to me, that is much more intriguing than the Philip Rivers thing last year because you knew Philip was going to be a short-time rental. Frank Reich has experience with Carson Wentz. If they can save him into a franchise quarterback that he looked like briefly against the Eagles, all of a sudden the Colts are set at that position. I don't know if that can happen. But to me, in the AFC South, that becomes sort of storyline B behind uh, Deshaun Watson right now. Wentz getting right being with the Colts puts them in a very good position to be really, really good for a long time. I don't know if they can do it, but Frank Reich is a very good quarterbacks coach, could do that with Wentz. So to me, that's the intriguing uh, topic right now. Well, a couple things. First of all, the whole quarterback dynamic changed a few years ago. Remember, it was 2018. The, um, the Cardinals drafted Josh Rosen at 10th overall. It's a serious commitment, right? Draft capital and, and money. Then the next year, they took Kyler Murray. So they showed you right away. If you don't think you have the guy, now is the time, this moment in league history, right, where they're just moving quarterbacks, moving quarterbacks, moving quarterbacks. I mean, look at the list, right? Matt Stafford, Carson Wentz, Derek Carr should be on that list because of his contract. Sam Darnold, Deshaun Watson, even though I don't think he goes anywhere, the conversation is there. And, and Matt Ryan, who is still relatively young, uh, at 36, in other words, you know, you look at guys playing into their late 30s, there's some, some tread left on the tire. So the dynamic now of quarterback carousel, I'm at, 
I've, we've never seen this. The starters, guys who were drafted in the top 10 who were all available. Uh, the name that stands out the most to me is Sam Darnold because if the Jets truly have decided that they're going to move on and they're going to use the second overall pick on a quarterback, then Darnold's the guy I think a lot of teams would trade for because he's a guy that is playing with one year left on his rookie contract and the fifth-year option. So you're sending draft capital and you're only paying him $5 million. And if he plays well for you, you have the fifth-year option as leverage. And I think he's a really talented guy. He's just been a bad situation there. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe people don't think he's that good, or maybe there's some warning signs in New York about Sam Darnold, but I'm telling you what, if they're not sold on him, and some team is, Darnold seems to be the plum there. Um, you know, one thought on the Wentz trade, the Eagles are over the cap by $20 million, and then they'd have to eat $34 million in dead cap on this guy. I, I would tell you, I, I don't know how it is that you, you move Carson Wentz and absorb that if you're Philadelphia, except... I didn't think that the Rams would get anybody to take uh, Goff's contract. So God knows there are ways to get it done. There are ways to create cap room. And there are guys that are looking at, you know, the second, third, fourth year of the deal and where they can bail out. The quarterback carousel is fascinating. And it's so different from the league of even five or seven years ago. Teams are getting their guy or they're moving him out and finding another one fast. Yes, that carousel is going to. Keep on spinning and quickly before we end this show, Deshaun Watson and what Brett Favre said about him last week. John, I know it went viral on social media that he said, play out that contract. It's your job. You play where your team is. But it's been extremely publicized how unhappy Deshaun Watson is. Me, the millennial that I am, I'm saying, how can you keep this guy in Houston? John, what are you thinking? Well, I mean, from the Texans' point of view, you keep him in Houston because he is under contract. And if I'm the Texans, I would be shocked if these conversations aren't going like this. How can we get in front of this guy, the new people at the Texans, and convince him that what was before is not what's now? I mean, that's a hard uh, topic, but that's what the coach has to do. Um, you know, the old school crotchety guy in me, Schlin, <laughs> tends to agree with Favre. You signed your contract. You know, I don't like the trend of players forcing their way out I think they're well paid all of that but at the same time I sort of get that you know it's a new era players are going to force their way out I think my gut tells me that somehow the Texans are going to get it right with this guy it's a different situation than with Jalen Ramsey with the Jaguars a few years back because the situation involves a quarterback you bend when it's your quarterback it's tougher to bend when it's a non quarterback position so I think somehow they bend over backwards to get it right with Deshaun Watson that's just my gut at this point uh, you know you bend the knee so to speak to use an old uh, term from Game of Thrones and, and you go with your hat in your hand even though you're giving him 145 million dollars but you're saying look you know we we have not done things the right way here we've had some organizational issues we've had some roster issues you know, the former coach traded away our, you know, our best offensive weapon outside of you. You do whatever it takes. You know, you, you mentioned, John, that it's different than Jalen. You bet. Because even though Jalen's very highly paid, the cornerback is the, pardon me, the quarterback is the cornerstone of your franchise and of your salary cap. What the Texans did with that deal was set up their salary cap for the next four or five years to be able to put a team around him. You can't just willy-nilly move that away. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd be stunned if he was traded. 
Go look at his numbers. He had the best season of his career um, on a team that wasn't very good. And we watched him twice. I watched him here just, you know, wiggle his hips and evade defenders for a first down that kept drives alive. Um, I, no chance I think he gets traded. I just can't see the Texans doing it. Not with a quarterback that's one of the top five in the league. No way. One thing we do know is Houston is absolutely getting some phone calls, to say the least, about Deshaun Watson. And that is just... I would hang up on him. <laughs> just end. I would hang up answer. on him. And, and it, would get, it would get back to David Mulgetta, his agent, who, by the way, is Jalen Ramsey's agent. Mm -hmm. That may have worked in Jacksonville. That's not going to work in Houston. I would restore my image as a franchise by not looking like a clown show and getting rid of the best quarterback they've ever had. And you never know, could be the best quarterback they'll ever have. Mm -hmm. No chance. I'd hang up. That would get back to his agent real quick. Block the number, change the phone number, whatever you got to do. And that is just the start of the quarterback carousel and the start of our off-season show, Jags Drive Time, right here on Twitter, Facebook. Someone's calling me. Apparently, it's time to go. Not now, mother. Thanks for tuning in. Jaguars Drive Time. We'll see you right here next week, Tuesday, on Jaguars.com. Tell Rose hello.